This is Anthony from uh, Tornado Tech Podcast. In our interview series, once again, we're back uh, with a, with a podcast. Uh, you know, made friendly with these guys, uh, found each other on social media. I, I got to go on their show, and now we're going to return the favor. Going to have them on ours. Going to talk some wrestling, learn about the history of their podcast, and how they all became friends. Um, we're missing one of the team, so I got uh, I got three of the guys on the phone. I got Mike Lewis and Alec on the phone. So, what's up, guys? What's going on, Anthony? Not much. Just hanging out. Yeah, what's going on? What's up? What's up? Uh, th- these guys are the the members of the Glorified Jobbers Wrestling Podcast. They are an anchor affiliated podcast. You could find them on every major platform. You know, um, I don't know Apple, whatever Apple's is now. It's not iTunes anymore. I think it's just Apple Music, um, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the whole nine. Any any place you can find podcasts, you can find the Glorified Jobbers Wrestling. So, um, how did you guys get about and start this whole podcast process? <clears throat> yeah, so we, um, Lewis and I uh, had talked about it once, We're like, you know, we did podcasts in the past, just uh, kind of for fun type of thing, and uh, we had talked about it, and we're like, hey, let's do a wrestling podcast, uh, so we spitballed some ideas and touched base <laughs> with Alex and Alec, and um, came up with, okay, let's let's get this started, especially now with, uh, with COVID-19 going on, we had really nothing else to do with our days, so we're like, all right, Saturday nights, we'll record. And we thought of a name and put a bunch of names out there and up gave the glorified jobbers wrestling podcast. And we've been rolling now for just about two months. So yeah. it's going strong so far. Where do you, um, where do you guys get mo- Like, I know like some of your content is from, uh, you know, just watching wrestling in general, but do you guys seek out other podcasts for information? Do you guys look at some websites or some Facebook pages? Yeah, so we go through a lot of, uh, like, Lewis and Alec are big into um, WrestleTalk TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they can, they could jump uh, on that for a little bit. But, yeah, that, we get a lot of, like, from YouTube videos and YouTube channels. Um, I listen to a little bit of Sam Roberts every time I get a chance. Um, and the Chris Van Vliet podcast are my two kind of go-to wrestling podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that's where I get some of my source material. Awesome. Yeah, and and, and even for me, I mean – you know, not even just with wrestling. Like a lot of the podcasts that I listen to, whether it's from Barstool Sports or wherever else, like you see a lot of the cases where their personalities are just them turned up to eleven um, when they have a microphone in front of them. So that's at least what I try to bring to it when I'm behind the mic for us. Yeah. Yeah, and I definitely try to do that as well because one of my favorite, like I guess, podcast hosts or personalities. I don't know what the technical term is. Um, is Pat McAfee. I love his show. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of like trying to be that over the top character. Um, and it's, you know, something I learned like when I was doing like TV stuff at college was it's not always being right. It's just about being the loudest guy sometimes. So, you know, a lot of the times 
when Michael allows me, I like to go on rants because as long as I can make those three guys laugh, I think I'm making someone <laughs> else laugh too. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I try, I guess, oh, I have like weird shit in my throat. I'm like dying here. <laughs> I might have the Rona. No. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I wish I had a personality or a character, but it, like I'm legit the same dude all the time. Like I am just an idiot everywhere I go. Um, as <laughs> for example, like I'll go to work, like when I used to work at factories and stuff and I hang out with people and I would say just wacky wild shit. And they're like, there's no way you're this way around your wife or your girl or around your family. I'm like, boy, you got me paid wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. That's how we are, man. Like we, we try to do a little goofy stuff and I, uh, put a little bit of character in there because yeah. uh, we just growing up with wrestling you know see it and we all love the characters of professional wrestling yeah um so we try to turn it up that way and to get a little character developed but yeah it's what you hear on the show it's it's really just us like these are conversations that you know we go down to the jersey shore every year we do a little vacation in every summer hopefully we can do it again this year um but yeah they like the conversations you hear on the show are no different than the conversations we have sitting in our hotel room. Yeah. Just talking about wrestling and football and baseball and anything we can. Yeah, that's that's the style we try to bring too. It's it's like if you were to have if you were to just put a mic at a lunchroom table in middle school when you were all talking for wrestling, that's what our podcast tries to re rec uh, recreate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially not cool in high school. Like we, we like we have like the snacks and stuff. We're like, Oh, I got this new stack <laughs> we just trade snacks and stuff like <laughs> We're like eight year olds. It's awesome. <laughs> so, um, do you guys when you when you guys cover stuff? Are you covering uh, WWE, AEW, or do you try to t tap into some other uh, wrestling promotions as well? So on the show, we do mostly WWE. Um, like on our weekend review segments, we cover the three uh, televised shows for WWE. Mm -hmm. um, we'll get to our second segment, and that varies from week to week. So we'll do like a kayfabe segment or we'll do you know what's going on like on social media and behind the scenes so like we had one episode where we were talking about um oh man what were we talking about uh the superstars going back to nxt uh from the main roster like finn balor and charlotte and in that conversation not only did we bring up like past wwe things like ecw but we brought up AEW and we brought up like uh, alec has his weekly rants about AEW. Um, and we brought up Luchasaurus, and we can bring up, you know, what the Young Bucks are doing. So we say weekly, like it's every day. Like it's, I don't have anything against AEW. I like AEW. <laughs> it's getting weekly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, the majority of our of our uh, content is uh, is WWE based. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. No, we 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 do the same. We try to cover the the. Fun. I would love to watch more Impact, but the problem is, is I I don't pay for uh, TV, so I just get the, the like the Hulu Live TV, and I don't have the Access Channel, so it's really hard for me to watch Impact. But I I really like the Impact roster. It just sucks. I can't really watch yeah. it as much. That's how it is for me as well. Like recently, I'm starting to like keep my eye on it a little more, just because it is getting pretty interesting to watch with seeing what's going on with, like, Moose bringing back the old title. Like, that belt he brought back is my favorite TNA title. You should see um, him in person. So he's, a, he's, he's, a, he's a large, large individual. <laughs> he's, a, he's a big dude. Jesus Christ. But, yeah, he, um, when he brought that belt back, like, it piqued my interest to want to watch more. But same situation, like, I don't pay for cable. Like, my girlfriend and I just have, like, the streaming services and whatever we can. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I just watch, like, I'll flip on YouTube in the mornings, like, after it's on. I'll say, okay, what were the highlights from last night from, from Impact? Yeah. Uh, every time I hit record on this, um, my neighbor's dog decides it wants to bark the entire day. That's awesome. I'm excited. <laughs> so if you can hear that in the background, I apologize. Um, yeah, so we, when, uh, when, when they came to PPW... Um, I was like, oh man, I'm excited. Like, I, I was, well, first off, I was like, man, Impact, because I always, everyone kind of always talk, down talked Impact like it wasn't a good promotion. So I was like, eh, it is what it is. But Johnny Morrison's here, and that's fantastic. I like Morrison, so I, I, we went, and then uh, the Impact, the Impact show went on, and I was like, man, this is they, this is a lot of fun. I like their roster. Then they came back the second time, and I was like, holy shit, like this is this is a really good state, like a good promotion. Like their women's division is good, their men's division is good. You know, uh, I got to see Brian Cage wrestle. Now, the cool thing about Brian Cage is he watched every single match the entire night. Like, instead of hanging out in the back and, like, not really paying attention and doing his own thing, he actually stood out there and watched every single person perform that night. It was really, like, like I like those small details when I'm at shows. Like, who's who's paying attention? Who's watching the shows? Who's who's support? Who's showing support to the other talent? Like, and Brian Cage was definitely that guy that night. Definitely. I like, I love knowing and seeing that wrestlers still like wrestling. Yeah. And they're not just doing it to get a paycheck or doing it to get their name out there. Like they're not they the ultimate warriors. <laughs> yeah, they thoroughly enjoy the art that it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what are – I was a person growing up that if – when I watched uh, wrestling, I was strictly, strictly a WWF kid. Like if, if we, I went to a friend's house one time during the Monday Night Wars, and he was doing the flip back and forth, and I was like, I'm never coming here again if you keep doing this. Like, because if I, <laughs> if I miss a couple seconds after commercial because you're playing around with the remote control, I'm going to be a pissed. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, I was the one who was like, I bit super hard. And I'm like, I don't want to watch these wash, these has up wash bins. Like, uh, yeah, has up wash bins. Washed up has bins um, <laughs> that, that uh, didn't, did, couldn't stack up in WWE. Now they're in WCW. So I was like, don't put it on. I don't want to see it. Like, I felt like I was betrayed. Like, especially when Man Mancho Man left, I was like, that, forget this. I hate it. I'm not watching it. And then everyone come to school like, have you seen Sting? I'm like, oh, you mean fake crow? No, I don't care. They're like, what about Goldberg? I'm like, oh, you mean roided up Stone Cold? Don't care. <laughs> and they're like, you're, you're weird. Like, I was like, I don't know. I never watched it. Didn't care. But um, as I'm like in my second phase of wrestling fandom, I'm trying to open my mind to other stuff. Because like I've never watched the New Japan profile, like uh, pay-per-view. I've never really watched Ring of Honor. So I'm starting to dive back in and trying to relearn all that stuff. Yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of the same way. Where like, I growing up, I was exclusively WWE, mm -hmm. um, and then I think probably riding around in the car with my dad one day, he had uh, he had Howard Stern on, and he had Hulk Hogan on the show, and Hulk Hogan was talking about him doing this deal with TNA Impact, and I'm like, okay, like I'll I'll tune in, um, see what's what, and then Ken Anderson shows up who with the entrance and everything in WWE, I loved. So I was like, okay, like I'm all in, like I'll watch this. If Ken Anderson's going to be here, then RVD followed. And yeah. you know, then you catch on to the guys like AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. Uh, but I'm similar to you. Like I had never watched once everything kind of faded away from that point in impact. I had never really watched anything outside of WWE again until probably I woke up, you know, whatever morning that was, um, and rewatch Jericho Omega um, at at Wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Um, and then that kind of got me back into like, okay, there's a world outside of Vince Land 
uh, of wrestling that I can watch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I uh, I think AJ's the first guy who opened the door to me telling me there's other wrestling because everyone was like yo this aj dude if he comes to WWE, it's gonna be fantastic he's so good and everyone always throws out like because i'm a sean fan so when everyone tries to talk wrestling to me and they know i'm a huge sean michaels mark they're like this guy's the next sean michaels i'm like listen i heard it with ziggler i heard it with this guy i heard it with that guy like you're gonna tell me aj styles is the next sean michaels they're like he is and i was like whatever dude so he comes out and i, I watch him one week i watch him the next week and i was like well, fuck me. This dude's the next Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, and I was on not to cut you off, but I was on Alec about that for what probably like two or three months about it when, um, yeah, when when there was talk of you know his contract ends at this point with New Japan, and he might be coming to kind of end his career in WWE. I was like, dude, like you got to catch up on this guy. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then I went back and watched his old stuff, and then I seen guys like Samoa Joe, and then the Young Bucks, and the Bullet Club, and then Finn Balor showed up, and I was like, well, where's he from? And they're like, oh, you know AJ, and he's talking about the club. Well, Finn Balor was like the original dude of it, and I was like, wait, what? And then I just kind of start watching some backlog. I'm like, oh my god, there's some cool stuff out here. Yeah, it, it, like that was kind of my first experience as well. Like AJ Styles, I started watching. Uh, I still watched WWE like in 07 at the prime being champion. Um, and then just caught on to TNA. Like I've been flipping through channels. I think I was in the fifth or sixth grade and I'm flipping through channels and I saw Kurt Angle. I was, I hit Spike TV. I don't even remember what the fifth grade I, but uh, I saw a commercial for uh, TNA impact on Thursday nights. Uh, and Kurt Angle is going to fight AJ Styles or Samoa Joe, whoever he was fighting that night. And I'm like, I've seen this Kurt Angle guy before. He's still going, and he's a world champion. And then in that night, I think he was fighting AJ. I caught AJ Styles, and I was like, there's more here. It's yeah. it's not just John Cena. There's a lot, a whole new world out yeah. there. How about that John Cena-AJ Styles match, though? Jesus, that was fantastic. Oh, it was amazing. It was all, it was all of my dreams coming true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we sit there, we, Lewis and I were younger. We would watch TNA and we're like, imagine if these guys like invaded WWE. Like, what if they just got together and it was like Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Sting, and they just came in and beat the shit out of John Cena. And, you know, it was a little later and I was a little drunker at the time, but mm-hmm. it happened. <laughs> well, we, we got it first with uh, a one-man band. Kevin Owens came in and just beat the shit out of John Cena's first yes, night there. Yes, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's some awesome. Like even like the old ROH stuff, man, is unbelievable. Like uh, they tell me the roster that was there, and I was like, "That's everyone I like in NXT." And they're like, "Oh yeah," and it, a, a Ring of Ring of Honor was a beast place to be one at one point in time. Yeah, definitely with like Gargano and Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins. Well, what they were is, all there? What does Gargano as a heel do for you guys? Are you are you still Gargano guys, or what? What's what? How does that tra- how does that transition work for you guys? So. Personally, I was always when that whole feud was going on with, with Tommaso. I was always more on the side of Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, I just like his character a lot more and his style in the ring. I don't mind Johnny as a heel. I think he could be a good heel, but I'm not the biggest fan yet. I'll, I'll preface it with yet of this whole Candice Lorraine hype man phase he's going through. Yeah, I hope he comes out of that and becomes a wrestling heel and not just cheering on his wife, but. There's potential there. I see the potential for me to enjoy it. Yeah, I I, I, I have I mean, no faith with it. No faith at all. I, I I probably because I'm just a huge Johnny Gargano mark um, because I've loved him since the Cruiserweight Classic. 
Um, you know, anytime you come forward and you show me a guy who's, you know, what, five foot nine and 170 pounds that, you know, pretty much is just me in a nutshell and me and him both love Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, anything he could do, do, I'm a fan of. I have faith in this whole thing just because it feels more natural than the other forced couples things they've done before. Um, and they, they, those two look like they're actually enjoying themselves rather than just being a forced angle. So I have some faith in it. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, we, we make this joke that every single time a female turns heel on NXT, they somehow become more attractive. Like That's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Except Candice LeRae. I just, I see her, I'm like, oh, I don't like it. Don't like it at all. The heavy black eye makeup, the white gray hair. I, I just, I'm not, I'm not. Like, how do you take two people who dominated their divisions, turn them heels, and now they, they, they don't seem like they're, I mean, him and the, the Dijavac, man, Dijavac, well, I can't say his freaking name. The guy with the crazy Dijakovic. long. Dijakovic. yeah. Um, that match was fun, but like, I don't feel like Gargano has that he's not Gargano to me when he's this heel character. Like they're making him do this chicken shit heel thing. And it's like, I'm the best, but I just, I'm going to only come out and do stuff with my wife. And then when someone comes down, I run away. Like you're going to tell me this is Mr. Takeover. And now he runs away from everybody. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. They got to, they got to change it a little bit. The promos they've been doing. I don't like them at all. Like the whole cup on the table. It's like, well, are you still hanging on the Chimacho? Are you, are you, are you moving on from it? Like, I don't know. I got to give it more time, but as of right now, I'm just not, I'm not into it. Yeah, especially because it seems like Ciampa has moved on from it. So yeah, he if he care. doesn't, yeah, he doesn't care about it anymore. Yeah, even the well, killer, the, even the cross thing, man. I'm like, I look at cross, and you're trying to build him as your monster, and then like, just like to use a a AEW as an example, you see their big man. It's like, oh, they're legit scary big dudes, and then you see cross, and you're like, I don't know if I buy it yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this finisher as a choke, ah, you're a big dude. You should be slamming people at your finisher. Like you, you German <laughs> suplex, you German suplex people over the ring. You throw them all over the place, and your finishers are rear naked choke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'm I'm interested for for Gargano into like, like at least with Champa, like the couple times that they've broken off and then have come back and done rivalries. Most of the time, it's been because Champa got hurt, whether it was the knee or the neck or whatever. And Gargano's had, you know six months eight months a year whatever at various points to find something else to do mm -hmm. uh, so almost like he's you know adam cole done that you know in, in different roles whether it was a heel or a face but adam cole he's been there velveteen dream faced him roderick strong faced him so it's like <laughs> at a certain point like champa it this is all new to him because he's come back you know had, had goldie for a little bit but for the most part has feuded with Johnny Gargano when he's back. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, it's it's interesting to think how like we, we I did the whole thing with them, and I, they're like, well, how does how does uh, who wins that feud the first time? You know, uh, does Gar does does Champa beat him, or does Killer Cross look strong? And everyone's like, oh man, you, like a lot of a lot of wrestling fans think just because you're the over over big heel, like you know the like Bray Wyatt's and stuff, that as soon as you lose, your character's dead. He doesn't have the same oomph, and I'm like. To me, that's doesn't. That's not the same to me because every single superhero movie, you bring in a massive villain, and guess what? By the end of the movie, they lose. You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah. So it, your whole thing is everything is it's professional wrestling. Professional wrestling. It's like Rocky. Most of the time, your face is gonna win, and I don't think it does anything to your heel character. You just slide them in the next role. So I think Champa may probably maybe loses the first 
encounter, but then comes back and beats him at another big show. But uh, yeah, it, it'd be interesting to see uh, how he how he does with a bigger talent because I think this is a big uh, test for him because I think if he does go to the main roster, it's going to see how he translates against a bigger talent because when he gets there, he's going to definitely be towered over. Well, and Anthony, you mentioned uh, Gargano and the Dijakovic match. I think we'd be remiss to not let Mike elaborate on our uh, interactions um, my, with Dominic sure. Dijakovic. My, sure. rela- my relationship with Dominic, Di- Dominic Dijakovic. Our relationship. Our Let's not relationship. get it twisted. Are you guys cousins? So, no. <laughs> no. So, Alec, what was it? Probably like 2016, 2017, when did that show? Probably 2016, yeah. 2016, yeah. We go to a show up here at Pocono Summit at the, uh, the West Junior High School with uh, Northeast Wrestling was a promotion that was running it. And... Uh, the big ticket names were Mick Foley and the Hardy Boys. Ooh. And we bought tickets thinking like, hey, we're going to see the Hardy Boys tag up. Like, we're definitely going to this. And ended up being two singles matches. Um, so Matt went one-on-one with Dijakovic in the main event. He was Donovan Dijak at the time. Um, so he went one-on-one with Dijak in the main event. And uh, the whole show, the three of us and their two friends from, from college, are just heckling every single person that came through that curtain. Uh, Chance Adams is one of the guys that came through that curtain. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other names. Uh, Brian something. Jeff Hardy went up against him. But yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Brian the King. Yeah, he was uh, King Brian or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, he faced Jeff Hardy. We heckled all the heels. So Dijak comes out, and we weren't cultured in, uh, in Ring of Honor or New Japan at the time. So we knew Matt Hardy, but we did not know Dijak. Mm-hmm. And, and if we if we were, we would have noticed the blonde streak in Matt's hair before any of the broken stuff was yes. on TV. It was. Yeah. He had been recording Broken Matt, but he hadn't aired it yet. Oh, okay. So it was it was in production. So Dijak comes out, and we're booing him like like you do with heels. And um, I just stand up on these school bleachers. Nobody else is saying a word. I just get up and yell as loud as I can. You can't wrestle. The entire gymnasium picks it up with us, and we are chanting at Dijak before the match even gets started. You can't wrestle. Matt Hardy leans up against Dijak is laughing at us, and Matt Hardy leans against the ropes, and he points at himself and we're like, "Not you, him." And Matt Hardy gets in on the chant and is chanting, "You can't wrestle at this poor guy." <laughs> so the following year, I go back. These guys had to stay at school. Uh, I go solo the following year, and Cody Rhodes was the big ticket. And the main event was Cody Rhodes versus Dijak. So I go, and I see the card, and I'm like, oh, buddy, I am getting this guy again. So I go in line. I want to do the meet and greet with Cody Rhodes. And it was right after he joined Bullet Club, so I wanted to shake his hand and too sweet the man. So sitting right next to him is Donovan Dijak. So he gives me the dirtiest of looks because he knew exactly who I was and Cody Rhodes sees this and he goes you good big guy and Dijak just shaking his head at me laughing and I'm like yeah this guy remembers me Cody Rhodes said this to me what did, what did you do to him and I told Cody Rhodes the story and Dijak just gets up and he goes yeah and it's fucking worse when Matt Hardy exit on and all the little kids around are dying laughing. And Cody Rhodes just comes up to me and he goes, 
can you do that again? I'm like, anything for you, my friend. <laughs> so if Die Jack ever ran into me in the street, I am probably getting the worst Easter eyes ever imaginable. <laughs> I have a I have a pretty fun one. So we went to we went to the uh, Wilkes Barre show. Um, I think it was a Raw this time we went to. It was a Raw show, and the um, you know Raw happens. They do right after Raw. They do two oh five live. We get an Andy Header chant going um, <laughs> during the one the, the, the Canella match. We get an Andy Header chant going, and then. Everyone starts filing out because they don't realize it's a dark match after 205 Live. So 205 mm-hmm. guys leave the ring. Randy Orton music hits. Randy Orton comes down to the ring. And I'm like, oh, we're getting a Randy Orton dark match. Cool. And then uh, Randy Orton's in the ring doing his thing. And this is right when the video came out where he was, his wife was videotaping him from inside the garage. And he was out in the driveway twerking. Do you remember that video? Yeah. 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 So he is on the tarn buckle. He's doing his, his Randy Orton pose, and the music you know turns off. And I go, Randy, twerk for us. And he looks dead in my eyes, and I'm like, twerk, 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 twerk. And he just looks at me and goes, you motherfucker. Like, right? Just like literally said that to me. And everyone's pointing at me, and they're going, twerk, twerk, twerk. AJ's music hits. I'm like, we're getting AJ versus. Now, this is before they, they hinted towards Mania. And I was like, we're getting AJ versus Randy Orton in a dark match? And I was like, I'm in. So AJ comes down. His music starts doing. They're, they're looking at each other, and we're like, Randy, twerk. Randy, twerk. We're like, twerk, twerk. And then AJ, it clicks in his head, the video, and he starts laughing. And he, like, they were about, they were about to, like, lock up. And then they, they laughed, and then they locked up, and we're still chanting it, and they break the lock. And AJ, like, looks over at us, and he just backs up into the corner and puts his arms up and just points at Randy like, you have to do it. So Randy just, like, walks over, and he grabs the top rope. And just starts popping his ass, <laughs> right? And then every, the whole place, like, I mean, there was not many people in there, but the whole place, like, the people who were there start losing it. So he twerks a little bit, and then he just looks right at me and just shakes his head. And then they start, they lock up again, and we're like, "Your turn, AJ." Like we, "Your turn, AJ." And then Randy breaks, and he steps back in the corner, and he points at AJ. And AJ's like, "There's no chance, right?" So then AJ is like, "I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it." So then AJ looks and he. Gives like one quick twerk, twerk, and then we all, everyone pops again, and they butt, the, and then they, we start, uh, they butt the lock up again, and Mike, Sh- Mike Shiota, well, how do you say his last name? Kyota, Mike Kyota is the ref. We're like Kyota, 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 and then both of them break again, go to each corner and point at Mike like, now it's your turn, and Mike's like, no, we, and, he, and he's like, you can tell in his earpiece like, we gotta go, we gotta go, and they're, and they're like, no, twerk. So he just goes, like, he he just runs over to the corner, stands in the corner, and does like a Stone Cold pose, and we're like, boo, twerk, 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 and he's like, no, let's go, and then they just start wrestling. But every single time Randy had AJ in like a move, like he did his his. Uh, second rope dropped uh, DDT he like held AJ and he looked over at me and twerked again and then dropped AJ on his head like <laughs> oh man yeah so we had AJ and and Randy Orton in a twerk battle on a dark during a dark match it you is know on, what about that uh, show it's on you YouTube sitting, were you sitting like kind of right behind the commentary table for exactly that? right behind the commentary table yep Lewis and I were at that show. We were there for that dark match. Yeah, yep, that was us. <laughs> we were rolling that entire time. <laughs> we're like, these guys down there egging them on. They're going for it. Yep, that was 100% us. That was us, right behind that the commentary awesome. table. Yep. There, there, there was another one. I forget what it was, Mike, but we, we went to a live show up at Wilkes-Barre, and it was the Miz Taraj of the time, so Miz, yes. Axel, and Dallas. 
against, I, I think it might have been Reigns, Seth, uh, and was, Jason it was, Jordan. It was the Shield, but instead of Ambrose, it was Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan. And the whole Wilkes-Barre Arena just starts, we want Bo. And Miz is, like, waiting on it. He's, like, going to the corner, and then he hit Axel. <laughs> like, <laughs> and people are like, I've never heard anyone root for Bo Dallas, yep. yet here we are in a live show. <laughs> yeah that was that that's the only glory thing i had at a, at a wb show i mean independent shows I, I heckle all the time and get some good chance oh um, yeah that, that's one of the best parts of it yeah i love it i know when the north wrestled from uh, impact we chanted a usa chant and then we start chanting build that wall and then they're like and a lot of people around us are like they're we, we don't get it i'm like they're from canada and they're like oh that's funny that's really funny yeah <laughs> oh man yeah well, we actually went to, so you mentioned before the um, the uh, TNA show that came to the Scranton Wilkesbury area. Uh, was that a Crunch Fitness by chance? Was that show? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it was a one show, a TNA show came to like that Hazden Wilkesbury Scranton area. And um, was it was a it guy in, I watched? Was it in the mall, the Steamtown Mall? I think so. That, I think it was in the Steamtown Mall because that was that was PPW's yeah. part two show. I didn't get to go to that one. Okay, yeah. So they were um, they, a couple of independent guys from around the area came and wrestled that show. And one of the guys I watched at a local promotion here, Worker Entertainment, uh, Ricky. He was Ricky Martinez at the time. That was Joey Martinez. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wrestled on that card, so it was just like an X Division match. I think he was putting another guy over. He took the pin, and the next Saturday. They're cutting a promo. It was uh, Kakoa and him cutting a promo for a match they had coming up. They were doing like a contract signing, and um, they're talking about like the accomplishments they have made. And Kakoa just did Evolve, and Martinez just did Impact. So he's like, "Well, you bless you." He goes, "Well, you've been doing all this stuff. I've been going all around the country making impacts, and I just start letting him have it." I was just like, "Oh, you gotta plug the big promotions here." Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I do have one more funny chant. One I just remember with it wasn't Kakoa, but it was Pandora. It's Sammy Pandora. Okay. Right? So Sammy Pandora is wrestling in a in a fire hall in Pottsville, Pennsylvania, and she's wrestling. I don't remember the women's. I think it was like Jax or something, but she was a, she was a black female. Um, and once again, I always root for the heels. So it was nothing against Sammy. I just I root against heels. Sammy's a sweetheart. She's a really mm. nice girl. So she comes down to like and and I, I this might like I said I'm brand new to the indie scene. Don't know anybody. So like and Sammy Pandora and I'm like Pandora. Okay. So she comes out. Then the heel comes out and she's like boo and I'm like clapping for her and she goes don't you clap for me and I was like I'm gonna clap <laughs> right. So the match starts going and I start chanting break her box break her box right. <laughs> There was beer involved. There was oh, beer involved. No. So the girl like whispers in Sammy's ear. Irish whips her into the corner, beats her down a little bit, throws one leg over the one rope, throws the other leg over the other rope, and gives her a shattered dreams. Nice. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And then after the show, I was like, I'm so sorry. I was drunk. And they're like, No, that was our. That's our favorite part of the show is when we have people like you here just doing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when they, when they get that crowd interaction in there, like they'll change everything they're planning based off like what one guy is chanting. Yeah, oh, the, whole, the, the whole place starts chanting "Break the Box," and then all the kids are like we don't. <laughs> the kids are chanting and they're like we don't know what we're saying. 
<laughs> oh no! Yeah, so that was my that's my that's my probably my best indie heckle stories. Watch oh, uh, heckling heckling Sammy Sammy into getting a shattered dreams. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember watching him. Uh, Kakoa. He he used to he used to like deliver like his 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 shoot job. I guess he used to do something. And he used to drop off stuff at my wife's job. And then we we're watching Monday Night Raw. And this is when he he was like a security guard on the one Raw. And I think Ronda, Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey yes. hip tossed him, and she goes. I know him. He comes to my job all the time. <laughs> yep, yep. And, she, and he's like, I can't wait to see him so I can tell, like, say to him, like, yo, Ronda Rousey hip tossed you. And I don't think he, like, he does that job anymore. He doesn't go there because she'd never get a chance to be like, I seen Ronda Rousey throw you the other night. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he talked. So I had, um, at my old job, I was trying to do some business with him to do a show. Unfortunately, it didn't pan out, but I, I ended up speaking a lot with him to become good friends with him. He's a really good guy. Yeah. Um, but he came in for my first meeting with him. I'm sitting in my office, and he comes in. He sits down. We're just, we're just shooting the shit. And um, I'm looking at him. I'm like, this dude looks familiar. Like, I've seen him on WWE before. Mm -hmm. He's never been in the ring, though, so I don't know where I know him from. And he goes, you've seen me before, haven't you? Uh, yeah, well, I was at your show last week, but like now that I'm saying like, up close, like I know you from somewhere. And he goes, so I was on Raw about a year ago. <laughs> I was a security <laughs> guard for Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella when they were feuding before Evolution. And I'm like, that's it. And he goes, you know, remember what happened? I said, like, yo, you got judo tossed by Ronda Rousey uh, when she was trying to make a beeline for Nikki Bella at the top of the stage. And he goes, yes. And here's what everybody doesn't know. She threw me the wrong way, so I was totally thrown for a loop. And I'm like, that is the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah, if, if you're going to get said, hip tossed by anybody, it's got to be Ronda. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, he said that was the worst part. He goes, like, they said, like, okay, like, you probably the best one to do this, so you're going to get hip tossed by Ronda Rousey. And he's like, yeah, I knew that was going to come. I think she hip tossed him more towards the barrier than she did to the center of the, yes, the ramp. Yeah. Yes. She was supposed to throw him towards the ramp, according to what the story he told me. He was, she was supposed to throw more towards the ramp. Uh, but when she approached him, she felt that it was better to grab him the way that she did as opposed to the way that Vince wanted to do it. Yeah. So she just grabbed him. I believe she ended up grabbing him with the right arm instead of the left and threw him, and he almost hit the barricade. Mm -hmm. And when they went backstage, he said he was like, she was so apologetic, and he goes, "No, it was awesome." <laughs> <laughs> the only way it could have been better is if you armbarred me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, uh, you know, this will probably air not this week. So, I think we have probably the week after or something like that. So, I don't want to talk too much stuff. What's going on now? Because I think by the time it'll air, it might be irrelevant. But uh, what are some yeah, what are some future plans that you guys have for Glorified Jobbers when it comes to uh, <laughs> your your streaming service or your your platform? So yeah, by the time you're hearing it, we're gonna have a, hope we're gonna have a couple more interviews out there. We have a couple that are just kind of waiting in the weeds that we're trying to figure out some dates for and and get them scheduled. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we got a lot of good shows coming up. We're gonna do. Um, We've gotten the trend of right before pay-per-views, we're doing our pay-per-view preview episodes. So we'll, the next one we'll have will be for uh, TakeOver In Your House. Um, and then we'll do Backlash the following week. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up, a lot of good interviews. Uh, we're going to try to get some like independent wrestlers and some commentators. So if you're tuning into the Glorified Jobbers Wrestling Podcast, there's a lot of cool stuff coming up that you're going to want to catch. Nice. If you're doing... Um prediction shows you should check it uh, uh pro wrestling scorecards 
Pro Wrestling School. Is that website out there? It's a website, yeah, and you can do it digitally as well. So if you go to Digital Pro Wrestling Scorecards, it's a it's a it's a company out of California. Um, really, really nice guys. I actually interviewed the guy who created it, and uh, what it what it does is kind of you know how they have the football pickums where you pick like the winner and at the over or under yeah. points. Well, this guy makes those yeah. cards, but for wrestling pay per view. So like for example, nice. it'll be like AJ versus Randy. Um, how many finishers, how many false finishes, will the match go over a certain time, or do you, what do you think the match time is? And, like, they'll throw in a weird thing like chair shots. And then you pick the winner, so you get five points per winner, and then each t- each subcategory you can get three points, but if, if it's a number one, so, like, if you say three finishers, and it's plus or minus one, so you can get a point either way, but if you hit it dead, like, dead on, the, uh, dead on you get two points, like, two, uh, double the points. So it's, and and then what we do is on our podcast is we compete against each other, and we find out who, you know, who like who does the best. So if you guys get into oh. that, we can have like a little f- friendly jo- gl- uh, jobbers, oh, yeah. jobbers versus tornado tag Ooh. pickums. Yo, you're on. Ooh, for that okay. one. You're well, on. I was was gonna say the job. The rest of the jobbers need to get some help because I dusted them for uh, oh, money in the you, bank. You yeah. won. You won by a half a point. I sucked. I yeah. Got <laughs> you, no, Mike got crushed. You won by half a point, knowing that MVP wasn't gonna be involved. <laughs> <laughs> we, so we did the scoring. We did one point. We just did the winners of the matches. Yeah. And uh, we just did one point um, out of the total eight matches, and we got to the R Truth MVP match. And Alex, myself, and Alec all picked our truth. And Lewis, being the person that he is, picks MVP. So when Bobby Lashley subbed in for him and, and won, I'm like, you know what? I'll be generous. I'll give him half a point. And then when I did the math on I did him first, and he had four and a half out of eight. And uh, it was four. Four. And I'm like, God damn it. He had to win by a half a point. Yeah. Yeah, with, that, with the cards, we, we were doing them just printing them out and doing them on there. Um so we were like, man, like out of a possible 198 points, we're scoring like 95 or 92. So we're like, we're terrible at this. So then, th- <laughs> then they, then they come up and they do this digital thing. So like most of their, their most of their patreons are on this digital app, and it shows you where everyone ranks on the digital. And like our podcast, the first couple months was like four of us were in the top 10 and like two of us won it like we've we've had people in our podcasting like win the whole thing and it's like we're not as bad as we thought we were we thought we were terrible we were just finishing them on the paper but yeah really really cool guys you check them out pro wrestling scorecards and like i said you can go if i think they might have digital open like where everyone can do it so you have to go to the thing and then go digital and sign up for it but it's really really fun definitely let's check that one out perfect yeah for uh for backlash and takeover. Yeah. So, who are some interviews that you guys are looking to do, or some maybe some dream interviews you want to get? Yeah. So, like right now, we have one lined up. Uh, our actually next episode coming out, it'll be um, with Andy Malafarina. He's a commentator for Work Great Entertainment. Uh, good buddy of mine. Got that through going to those shows. So, got him in the chamber lined up, ready to go. Uh, we have a couple of indie guys uh, that Alex is getting scheduled for us. Uh, he didn't tell us the names of those guys yet, but couple guys we talk about like in-ring experience um i'm building up the nerve to ask nico if he wants to go up on the show uh so that could be coming up in the next couple months or so mm-hmm. um if we get to that point though for me at least i don't know about these guys but for me a dream interview would be trying to get like an aj styles or an adam cole to to give us I'm yeah. sure we can ask they're, them a few questions. Have a conversation with them. They're tough because I think yeah. I think like under contract. I don't know if they're allowed to do it. 
would it be hard? Yeah, I feel like the better bet yeah. would be I try to get somebody from like a TNA or uh, or Ring of Honor. I reached out to a guy uh, I met at a at an indie show, and uh, I said, "Hey, man, I'd love you to come on the podcast." And um, he was probably he was not hot, but he was in the talks probably for not the right reasons. And when I messaged him, his response back to me was fifty to a hundred dollars. And I was like, well, listen, man, I, I appreciate your time. Uh, I appreciate responding, but uh, I'm not going to pay for you to talk to me. Like, if it's either you want to do it or you don't want to do it. You know what I mean? And I respect yeah. your hustle. Yeah. You're trying to make money. I get it. But uh, I work a paycheck to paycheck job, and I'm not going to dump 50 bucks for a conversation. And then halfway through, you're like, not into it. And then I lose my money, you know? Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that, that happens sometimes, too, when you reach out to people. But that's why, for the most part, like, if I can talk to people, cool. Like, but when like when I go to shows, like, and and there's somebody like of name there, I don't bother them, only because like it's just not. But I, I'm more into like the indie scene. So I most of my interviews you're gonna see on my channel are all gonna be indie guys. Our promotions are our podcasts because I want to put over people that are on their ups, you know, trying to make it, you know, trying to do their thing. Also, for 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 me too. I mean, you know, Mike, you mentioned you know getting some guys that you know and Alec as well. As me kind of heading up the the Twitter push uh, at Jobbers underscore podcast, um, I've been to to the minute. Every time Orange Cassidy puts out a tweet, I'm replying to it. I will I will eventually get through to him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, I, I love to have Orange Cassidy on a podcast. But I just know that he's going to be like, "So what got you into wrestling?" I don't know. <laughs> whatever yeah and that's I don't know exactly what i would want yeah. <laughs> i i would have had i don't know if i would have had an interview but i would i would have been able i was on pace to meeting joey ryan at a show and uh I, like i said I, I don't know if i would have got an interview or anything but i definitely got to meet him and talk to him and stuff but uh that would that would have been a cool one but it just never panned out he was supposed to be at high he was supposed to be at high tension wrestling and uh, at a high tension, I'm going to be the pre-show, post-show guy. That's going to be like my role there, where I like kind of, nice. yeah, ooh, yeah. So Very nice. It just didn't work out that way, but you know, it happens. Uh, yeah. Yep. I'll tell you what, though, if 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 uh, if you ever need help getting people, I can I can try to do my best. I know like a lot of the PPW guys are really good. You could reach out to them. Um, if you ever see me interview a guy, don't feel free to shoot him a message. Like, hey, heard your interview on Tornado Tag. Would you be interested in doing ours? Nine times out of ten, they're cool people. They'll do it. Definitely. Um, well, do you know that that? Uh, I listen to your interview. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You were breaking up there. I, I listened to your interview uh, last week that he dropped with uh, with Johnny Moran. Yeah. And um, cool dude. I like like I told you when you were on our show. I'd seen Johnny Moran as um as a manager for John West at a work rate show, and just jump back to the heckling here real quick. Um, I had heckled Johnny Moran at a show. Because every time John West wrestles, I call him Big Cass. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you, you yeah. fight see John Wayne, you know exactly what I mean. Yeah, yeah I call him Big Cass. So the one time I'm sitting in front row and he comes my way and I call him Big Cass. And he stops in his tracks, looks at me and goes, I'm a more in shape Big Cass. And I looked at him like, you're not wrong. And like, good for you. Yeah. So the next month he comes back and he has Johnny Moran with him as his manager. So he comes out, he's cutting a promo, he's working a guy that just did his first match. Johnny Moran didn't say a word. And um, John West just goes, like, I am the best guy in this company. I'm the most feared. Listen off all these adjectives. 
man. And he goes, he is the roughest, toughest guy you're ever going to see at ringside. He is my best friend. He is my handler. And I just yell as loud as I could. You know, Enzo Amore, and he dropped the microphone, like, start the damn match, bring the next guy out. He did not want to talk anymore. <laughs> yeah. Your mic's a little choppy right now. I don't know what's going on in that end. It was cutting in and That's all right. Not, not your fault. Part of my internet connection. Part of the uh, the COVID thing, the struggle is every everybody in the world is on the internet right now, so it's tough to yes. <laughs> get a reliable yes, yeah. source. Um, yeah, yeah, Johnny's a good dude. Uh, another really cool guy yes. at PPW and has a long history of wrestling. That's a great conversation. Is uh, is is um, uh, Deshaun Pratt? Deshaun Pratt used to wrestle in um, another guy to keep an eye out. He used to wrestle in for Chikara. Um, he was he was Ooh. part of the very first internet breaking video uh, for for wrestling. Um, one of the most like watched videos. It's called the most illegal move you'll ever see in professional wrestling. Have you ever seen that video? I'm not. Now I'm gonna have to check it out. So it's 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 this is when he was wrestling a Chikar and he wore a mask and they were part of this team and uh, their their thing was. The one guy picked the other guy up like a wheelbarrow, and he moved like a snake, and he hypnotized the two guys, and then brought breakdance floors in the ring, and they had a breakdance competition, and then they hypnotized the locker room, and then guys come out of the locker room, start dancing too, and it turned into this giant like DDT moment, <laughs> like and everyone's dancing and stuff. But yeah, Deshaun Pratt was part of that back in Chikara days. Now, cool thing too is like I don't know if you're aware of is Orange Cassidy used to be part of Chikara. I did not know that. Yeah, he used to be Fire Ant. Mm-hmm. Yep, a lot, a lot of, a lot of big names came out of Chikara as well. That's where Andy Hedder trained with Chikara. Yeah, a lot of... it's been a good spot. Like, like said, I've heard of some of the big names that have come out of there, but like, I like I heard of Fire Ant. I never knew it was Owens Cassidy. Yep. Yep. Never what I well, they changed characters Cassidy. a lot, but Orange Cassidy was Fire Ant at one point in time. I'll change the uh, face shuffle on the guys who are in the mask too. Yeah. Um, let me let me pull it up. Chikara. Yeah, a lot of cool. Uh, I believe Fire Ant had a. I never really watched. Um, um, that I didn't really watch it as much, but um, a lot of the guys that came out of there. I think Fire Ant had his own little stable, and a lot of those guys are in WWE right now. Hmm. Let me see here. I don't know if it's going to tell you like who became what, but yeah, Chikara was a cool little promotion. They do a lot of gimmicky, cra- crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure who to how how I would find that. Oh, here you go. So, um, <laughs> Orange Cassidy was in there. Um, Affidian, that was that was one of the guys who did the uh, the thing with. Um, Deshaun Pratt, but yeah, a lot of a lot of cool names. Another one out of your area too is Adina Steele. She's been really killing it, female wrestler in the area. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot. Uh, Trajan Horn. Uh, we have a guy out of Minersville who's who's been killing it on the indie scene. Tony Deppin. He's he's. If, if anything, if anyone's going to be probably another name coming out of the area, it's going to probably be him. I would check him out. Um, he he's 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 he wrestles uh, GCW. And uh, he just got to wrestle. He wrestled Pentagon. He's wrestled Shad, uh, Gaspar that just passed away. He wrestled um, Orange Cassidy. He's wrestled. Uh, trying to think of some other names there, but like he was. Oh, remember the guy who had no legs? 
that was in the yeah, AEW. Yeah, Zach Gowan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No legs got found. Like they found no legs because he wrestled a Joey Janela show the weekend of WrestleMania, and he wrestled Tony Deppen, and the match was fantastic. You know, because Tony Deppen's fantastic as well. And no legs got invited to the AEW pay per view. Nice. Yeah, so I mean, Deppen's nice. like right there, but he's a guy from our area, from like the Pennsylvania area, that definitely you should have on your radar and keep an eye on. Let's check him out. Yeah. So, is there anything in closing you guys want to bring up or talk about before we before we let you go here? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so yeah, we'll just plug all of our stuff. That's that's the easiest way to go about it. Yeah. But yeah, we got our, our social media. Lewis had already mentioned Twitter. We're at uh, Discord Podcast. Uh, Instagram, we're at glorified underscore jobbers. Uh, we have our email. We opened up if any uh, listeners want to shoot an email over. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're glorifiedjobberspod at gmail.com. Uh, then we have our Teespring. If you want to buy some merch, um, we have some T-shirts, some phone cases, anything that the app lets us get on the free uh, the free <laughs> run of it, yep. uh, we're, we're putting out there. So, yeah, uh, any way you want to reach out and give us a follow, share us, you know, get our name out there. We, we're just starting out, and the more – uh, notoriety we get the more publicity we get the better and uh more listeners we can get to the show i actually just unlocked all the items on teespring but the problem is is you know how you go to the designer and you just drop and drag your logo yeah the new items you can't do that with yet so you have to do this other convoluted way of making the merch and i'm like i have five shows and five different logos and some show logos <laughs> have different i'm not going through this whole process so i'm just like oh, i'm gonna man. wait i'm waiting but yeah I, I i finally unlocked it all i can't wait for that yeah. stuff that's like what I want to do because, like, I just bought a T-shirt the other day from our store just so I can finally have some merch from our stuff. And uh, I looked at some of the the lock stuff, and the hats are on there. And oh, Lewis hats, never pins, leaves, pop sockets. Lewis never leaves the hat without uh, the house without a hat on. Yep. So I'm like, I gotta figure out a way to get these hats going. Uh, when we end here, I'll give you a little tip that what I do. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Maybe. Uh, maybe we'll, when this is all over, we should definitely all meet up and. We'll come to one of your shows up in your way, and then you come down to like a PPW show, we'll, and we'll we'll do some cool stuff. Sounds good, man. I'll, I'll do Sounds that. Sounds good. Time, I like that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah and cool. send me send me all your links, and we'll make sure that's in the links below so people can go check it out. But uh, yeah, definitely go check out the Glorify. What well, actually? What day do you guys drop your new episodes? Uh, Saturday. It's usually either Saturday nights or a Sunday morning. We record Saturdays. Um, so if you check uh, all your podcast platforms, Sunday morning. It'll definitely be on there. There you go. Every sun, you can check them out usually every Sunday on, on on your podcast platform and go follow them on social media and uh, and hit the guys up. They're you know they're doing big things. They're they're making great content and go give them that support. We'll see you guys next time on Tornado Tag Podcast and we're out. Here's some no rain checks. <laughs>